Genre. Companion presents Doctor Who The Long Way Around, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And joining us on the show today, we have uh, a very special guest, uh, Crystal Beth. Hi, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's you. Um, so today on the show, <laughs> we'll be discussing Time of the Angels, Flesh and Stone, the uh, Weeping Angels two-parter. From the Eleventh Doctor's uh, first season, his fourth story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so this story, um, you know, there's not there's not a whole lot of uh, of of background and stuff on this. Uh, you know, I guess for <laughs> for starters, for starters, this is uh, directed by Adam Smith, who also directed the uh, season premiere, the Eleventh Hour. Uh, mm-hmm. This is written by Stephen Moffat, who also wrote, wrote that uh, showrunner <laughs> Stephen Moffat. Um, so this this story, uh, I guess the, the main thing that's interesting about it is that it was uh, the first story of the Eleventh Doctor that was shot. Uh, and if you got if you can remember all the way back to 2009 when they were shooting this story, uh, this was also the story that they were shooting when uh the eleventh doctor's costume was leaked by paparazzi mm-hmm. um they were uh uh matt smith and and Karen Gillan were just sort of like sitting out of uh, sitting outside of her uh her uh trailer together and uh paparazzi snapped some pics of his uh costume and so it got leaked um quite a bit early before uh an actual like official image of his uh costume came out. Um, so that was, I mean, that's kind of like the biggest thing, uh, as far as the weeping angels of it all, uh, I guess Moffat, when he, um, was, uh, given reins on the show, uh, he actually, it's, it's so funny. Cause one of the things that we talk about with, with Stephen Moffat a lot, um, in the normal show when we're not just sort of like going back and looking at these now that we're like kind of almost looking at his tenure and past tense. At this point, mm, which is weird, uh, yeah, which is super weird. Um, but one of the things that we always talk about with Moffat is that uh, when he doesn't have time to write, his stories are garbage. <laughs> and the longer <laughs> that, that he has to so write, true. the better his episodes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why all of his episodes, like literally all of them, during the Russell T Davies era, uh, all four of them are just drop dead classics. Right. Is because he had a whole year to write those stories um, because he wasn't show running the show anymore. Uh, But he found out that he was going to be the new showrunner three years before (laughs) before the show got picked up. And so he actually wrote uh, the 11th hour in January of 2008. 
And then this, these two episodes he finished, these were like, he wrote those and then wrote these. And these two episodes took him from January, 2008 until February, 2009. Wow. That's relatable. He took a whole, (laughs) he took a whole year to write these two episodes. Um, which is uh, you can crazy. tell, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's so, and he was kind of coming at it as uh, he he wanted to bring back uh, the Weeping Angels. Got to he... have my babies. <laughs> well, <laughs> can't forget about my babies. Oh my gosh, that sounded like a sound bite. Like you had a uh, like a, a sound board. I was it scared me. I was like, Ugh. yeah. Nick's Nick's uh, Nick's uh, Stephen Moffat impression is uh, legendary on this show. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he, he wanted to bring them back, uh, because, you know, people liked them, but they, they always had lots of questions about them and, and where they came from and, and, you know, what else they do, you know, like what, what's their thing mm-hmm. other than this. And a lot of them wanted to see the doctor actually go up against, uh, the weeping angels, because, you know, when you look at blink, the doctor has a very, very small part and doesn't really do anything firsthand mm-hmm. uh, with with the Weeping Angels. And so uh, to do this, to sort of tackle it, because he was afraid of doing a sequel. He was afraid of bringing them back, which in retrospect is like the deepest of gut. irony. Yeah. Um, but because <laughs> he just kept bringing them back. Uh, and but just like the franchise that he based uh, his sequel on uh, it was also a law of diminishing returns because he looked at Blink, Blink and thought, well, Blink is sort of like Alien because it's small scale and claustrophobic. So he's like, Perfect. I'll write this and make it Aliens. Um, and he did. Longer? I, mean, I think, yeah, well, yeah, lo- longer and more of them because uh, there's only four <laughs> in the in the original, and there's like lots and lots in this one. So. He's trying to he tried to do like an aliens thing plus like the military stuff and all of that. So mm-hmm. um that's what he was going for. And then it's funny because every time the the uh the weeping angels come back uh it it just keeps getting worse a little worse. bit worse. worse, worse. I guess that makes is it is it is it uh angels take Manhattan? Is that the next one? Is that the third one after this? Yeah, which in retrospect is about as good as it sounds. Yeah. Uh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> just now hearing it like is that. Is that like, really the old, the third time that they come back? It feels like. I mean, I think they have like a a minor bit maybe in something like where they just I'm like sure, show I'm up. Pretty for sure a they scene. they're in Pandora, I think. Right? Maybe. I don't. Remember. I know they're in. They're definitely in uh, uh, time of the Doctor because they're in the snow outside mm. of Christmas Town or whatever. Um, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um so uh so yeah so anyway uh this is the second time the angels are here it's based on aliens um i think that's i mean that's basically it this is this is uh there's only two instances of uh the doctor's first story not being his first story um and that's it's it's this time and it's uh uh the fifth doctor um who uh who shot uh Ford of Doomsday before he uh ended up shooting Castro Valva, his first story. Hmm. Um, Castro Valva. Yeah. 
And uh, this this story ran long. The production side of this ran long, and it took them a long time to get the TARDIS set finished. So the TARDIS stuff was last, and then mm-hmm. uh, because it was the same director on Eleventh Hour, which they shot after right after this story, uh, they shot all of the TARDIS stuff, the rest of the TARDIS stuff in this story while they were shooting Eleventh Hour, because Eleventh Hour thankfully ran a little short. So. Uh, the production time period, whatever. So they, you know, cooked the books. It all, and it, it all worked out. Made that all know, work out. Yeah. Do you happen to know if this director directed um, the tail bit of the David Tent, like End of Time? Uh, no, like- End of uh, No, no, I don't think so. I think that was uh, that was uh, what's his face. Um, who's that director? The one that did End of Time. Um, oh, is it Eroslin? Yeah, Eroslin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would have been Eroslin. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that was the first instance of the 11th Doctor was there, but then this was like the first story that Matt Smith did. And right, they right, wanted right. him They wanted him to basically do a story where he could be the Doctor and figure the Doctor out so that when they shoot the 11th Hour, he could come in, he could just come in swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a smart and way to be, do it be fully formed and, and yeah, no questions. And it's so funny because, um, you know, sort of transitioning out of the, the background stuff, uh, it, you, you watch this and you can tell, because like one of the things that you always hear about, um, Matt Smith in like early interviews is that, you know, he watched all of the Russell T Davies era and then was given like a handful of stories from each classic doctor so that he could sort of figure out, what kind of doctor he wanted to be. And the, the doctor that he really focused on was Patrick Troughton. And you can tell watching this story that he's sort of emulating Patrick Troughton more. So I think in this story than in other ones, when he sort of gets a handle on himself, mm-hmm. it was, it was like he was using a Patrick Troughton impression to sort of like as a doctor cheat sheet, Sort of as he was like that was like that was his entry point, right? Right, as he was like figuring out the role, um, and so it was really interesting watching this, knowing that this was the first thing that he shot because you could see him figuring it out, uh, and it was that that made this, uh, you know, this made what what I think is already a pretty fun story, um, even even better, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yeah. was this episode specifically was the first one where I was like, okay. He can stay because I was mm. so sad when David Tennant left. I was like, how can they replace my boyfriend? How can they do it? <laughs> it's physically impossible. No one can do it. So when Matt Smith came on, I was like, mm, good luck. In the first three episodes, I was like, see, you're not as good. And then these two, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I like you. And he was the uh, the second doctor I cosplayed as too. I did uh, – Fem 11, but I was like, I was so upset. And then this one, I was like, this is cool. This is good. I'm, I'm very happy here. Oh yeah. Cause I was like, yeah. oh, okay. So, uh, David Tennant's my boyfriend, but like Matt Smith's totally a really good friend of mine. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, okay. So starting at the beginning, I don't know if I, if I hate it or love <laughs> it, but they like Moffat really took takes a hard left turn on river because the, the, the river that we met in silence of the library is just sort of like 
a chill, like, <laughs> like just, just a real chill, just, you know. Kind of an Ellie Sadler type. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. You know, and, and just not a super criminal or whatever the yeah. there is in the beginning of this. I was like, this is – I remember at the time just being like, wait, what? Like how is this the same person? This is so weird. Yeah, um, and it's even weirder that the same person is writing because, you know, from my, from my perspective, if, if I were sitting down and watching this episode not knowing who wrote it – it's almost like another writer handling River Song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it would be like if you go to see Last Jedi and the first scene, Ray has like hallucinogenic lipstick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, it would it would just be like, wait, what? Like, and and you know, love and hate is is apropos, Scott, because I, I felt both of those emotions simultaneously while watching. A lot of this episode more than than the one after this, but yeah, like like God, what a what a series of strong decisions this episode is making yeah. about yeah. the show. It was like I, I remember the exact feeling I had when I was watching it because the first time I saw River Song, I was like, "Oh my God, she is cool as hell," and I loved her. And then as soon as this episode started, it like it jarred me a little bit because I was like, "Hey, relax." Just take a breath. <laughs> and in my opinion, the it felt like the the writer was like, okay, well, maybe Moffat, obviously. Um, maybe we should uh, – I liked what I did there, but I want to change it completely. And I realized that I actually wanted to be like this. And instead of kind of fading in, he's like, well, it's been a couple episodes. Hopefully no one remembers. This is what <laughs> she's like now. And then I rationalized it in my brain as – Okay, so a lot of time has gone by. We don't know what her timeline is. Maybe she changed a lot because I'm different than I was I have like a, three years ago, five years ago. So yeah. I was like maybe she had to get a little more bullheaded and like, hey, hey, hey. And that is, I mean, that. Ha- but I guess is what happens when you are in a, a criminal, criminal uh, mastermind in prison, I suppose. But that was how I justified it to myself. Yeah, yeah relax mean, I, is a good word. This, 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 these two parters, this has no chill. Yeah. yeah, the story has no chill. I, I think that's probably what he was going for. Is that this is a younger version of River than we saw, and so mm-hmm. she's, you know, just a little, a little more she's, crazy than the, got the that sort of chill yeah. archaeologist that we met in uh, in Science of the Library. Um, but I, but then I don't think that he ever really gets back to that river because yeah yeah he, he has so much he clearly has so much fun writing this version of river that this is just who river becomes well yeah. right. i mean because she's moving backwards so she's getting younger so like she's gonna be right. more not like she's gonna have less chill yeah well but energy. but but we do see her immediately before silence of the library in uh uh husbands of river song oh yeah and She's as like I know, crazy I about <laughs> in that. Arguably crazier. She decapitates a man and puts him on a robot. I um, I actually re- I enjoy the the whole femme fatale aesthetic of the opener because I I choose to read it as she's putting like she's putting on an act for this because mm-hmm. you know she's oh, trying okay. to get information. Um, I also really like her shoes, so uh, there's that. But um, <laughs> it's like this is the Catwoman to her Selena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe she. Okay, was so also I have a question. Like, oh, 
Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, maybe she's also at the end. She was like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, this is too much. I'm, I'm tired. That's why she's a little more subdued. I'm going to wear I'm going to wear a spacesuit the whole time. <laughs> you never heavy. know what will happen. Uh, my hair, I'll do my hair, but spacesuit the whole time. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Cass. Yes. Um, something that I noticed while uh, watching this is that there's that beat at the end where the where the uh, the the tux guy sort of like corners her by the airlock. <laughs> As she's like giving coordinates for the doctor to show up, uh-huh. um, which, by the way, I I love that trope because I love that I love that this show does like it doesn't always do this. Like it depends on who's writing it um, and how comfortable they are with time travel. But I do love it when people use time travel and are aware of the fact that there's no hurry to do anything mm-hmm. when you have a time machine, and so like she. Puts these coordinates on this thing and and just like guarantee like it's just like, yeah, he'll find it at some point eventually. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like she doesn't know when or where he's going to find it or how. He, mm-hmm. She just knows at some point he'll come across this thing and then he'll be able to come here and save me. I, yeah. I just I love that. I, I love that as a as a as a time travel uh technique narrative technique it's it just it's the work of someone who is very confident in the world that he's writing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um but when she has her back to that airlock yeah and she tells the guy uh you might need to find something to hang on to Mm -hmm. is that her quoting the fifth doctor well no she says it's what she told him while they were dancing i i i know that i know that nick you think that was a quote? Um, <laughs> because it's it's the bit from uh from uh 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 oh my god it just dropped out of my head I keep wanting to say Castrovalva Caves of Androzani um when he's about to crash the ship and he's telling the people you might need something to hang on oh to oh my god yeah I don't know if it's ex- an exact quote but if if that is it, it is definitely an exact quote because okay. remember I I edited that tra- right, the right, reason right. that it stuck out to me <laughs> is because I edited that tr- that that trailer for a editing class um of a, of the Caves of Androzani thing to the 11th Doctor theme music which kicks in right when she says that and mm-hmm. then I was like what like it just <laughs> yeah. like it all like clicked in my brain where I was like wait a minute uh, I, I think that's a death that has to be a Easter that's egg really and cool. it has to be on purpose because there's so there are so many other ways to say hang on to something and that is such right. a specific way that doesn't exactly roll off your tongue naturally mm-hmm. right that is I, that, and I didn't even that, notice I haven't seen the old Doctor Who so just the fact that it's that close I'm like yeah yeah I believe it yeah it's funny to me mm. that Stephen Moffat's like oh old Doctor Who is garbage but then he like references it constantly does he do that? Yeah, well, I I think he I think he lovingly refers to it as garbage. Okay, uh, you know yeah. where he's just like it's garbage. I mean, I love it, but it is garbage. <laughs> I mean, like, like you know, sets were made from garbage bags. Like it's literal <laughs> garbage. In the sake of fairness, I mean, we we we've been doing that for the past like six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, 
But no, but I mean, he loves the Fifth Doctor because he wrote that uh, the, the where the the thing where the what is it time crash where the Tenth Doctor right and the fifth right doctor yeah meet? yeah mm-hmm. the Fifth Doctor is his favorite Doctor. Um, so, so yeah, I'll, I don't yeah, know. It must be. It's been it's been way too long since I've seen Caves. Uh, it's going to be a really long time before we yeah. get to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, well. Um. So, uh, can I? Okay. Can I can I admit something that I'm really embarrassed by? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I I have seen this story I mean probably a half dozen times mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. That's only six. Aired. Is that what yeah. you're embarrassed so, about? Something no, no. <laughs> this this is the first time that I've ever watched this and realized that the ship that is in the crash site is the ship that she was on. Yeah. Never oh my God. ever connected those two <laughs> things in my head. I just thought that was an unrelated cold open thing. Oh, well, and, Scott, if it makes you feel better, I didn't know that either. Oh, okay. I never it noticed that. Me, yeah. I, I'm being, but also maybe be a little bit more embarrassed because you're much more versed in Doctor Who than I am. Well, all right. <laughs> So still feel terrible about yourself, okay? But it's I'm with ultimately you. I do. <laughs> That's so cool. I love when they do stuff like that, and I love picking up on that stuff late too, because you're like you're allow you allow yourself to still have a, a mind explosion over something you've mm. seen a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, oh, uh, like I was watching this, like oh, and and like I don't know, a lot of things in this in this story just started making a lot more sense. <laughs> I've always like I've always liked this story oh fine. I've never I've never loved it, but I I I liked it a lot more this time because I was like I don't know, I was just understanding the plot better, I guess this time. I'm not sure. Um I I I don't know. I was like awake this time. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my goodness, that's really funny. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. I'm a disappointment. Uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm trying. I know I do that all the time, and I'm trying to think of an example. But now I'm drawing a blank on that. Because <laughs> like, I feel like I do that a lot. I feel like I do that a lot on Shaun of the Dead. Oh, well, there's so much in that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. So I I will say. All right. So. <laughs> so. Uh. Oh, right. What was. Is it is it Yeah, that's right. Angels Take Manhattan. That's Amy's last story, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Rory's. And, and Rory's. Rory's. Bless R- him. Rory's Rory has a has a lot of last stories. Um he dies <laughs> yeah. many, yeah. many times. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, he just yeah. wants to be in love and be married and <laughs> chill out and he's just dies all the time. <laughs> so uh 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 Angels Take Manhattan is a really not good story. However, and I, and I don't think this story makes Angels Take Manhattan better, but I do think Angels Take Manhattan does to a certain extent make this story better because the fact that Amy, air quote, dies from weeping angels, you know, I mean, she dies from living to death, but – the fact that that the the angels are the ones that take her out like all of her interactions with the angels in this story like there was just a little something More weight a little weight yeah added to it that i was like oh i kind of i kind of like that 
I do like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, I wish – I don't know. I mean, like, Angels in Manhattan just occupies so little of my memory yeah. that I I, yeah. I can't even admit that that was on my, on my mind watching these two. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, but I, you're right. You're totally right. I will say I actually, that I had to watch Angels Take Manhattan twice because the first time I couldn't focus on it. Like I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't watch it without doing a million other things. And I was like, I need. And I was like, wait, Amy's gone. Like I had no clue. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh, I have to watch this again. And then the second time, it, I still couldn't focus. I don't know what it was about it that I just could. It couldn't stick with me. It's bad. But I love anything with the Weeping Angels. <laughs> I will say that someone who has like thoroughly erased that episode from my memory, um, <laughs> revisiting the Statue this, of Liberty is a weeping angel cast. I know. I I I don't think about it too much because then I get irrationally angry. But I I've always really liked this two parter. I liked the first half more than the second half, but the second half didn't bother me as much this time. Um, and maybe it's because. Mm. We're getting to the end of the crazy Moffat era, but the what felt like a deus ex machina to me the first time and the second time and the third time um, didn't feel like that so much this time. Huh. Uh, so I was, I don't know, it was, but this episode, when, as soon as the angels move, like as soon as you see them move in the second one is when I'm like, I don't care about these angels anymore because they're not scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like seeing the monster, you know, like. I don't. Once yeah. you see what the monster looks like, once you get a good look at it, it's not scary anymore. Yeah. It's, it's like, always scarier in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the aliens aren't scary in Aliens. It's it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it becomes like oh they gotta it's a race against time. But but you know in Alien it's pure dread. And yeah, I, but isn't that isn't that what they were going for? With yeah, this? I guess it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's arguable. Yeah. 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 Hey, I'm scared. But about. I mean, there are also people. But then there are people who are like, "Aliens is half the movie that Alien is." Yeah, there there has to be. Are we, there we must be forgetting another Angel episode, right? Well, the Weeping Angels. Um, oh my it's god! It's this I one blank. Angels take Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, the God Complex. The Great Angel Caper. No God the Complex. In the God Complex. No, they don't have angels in there. They don't have angels in the God Complex. No. Um, that's the Hold on, everyone. I'm on the TARDIS other one wiki. I remember. <laughs> Appearances. Hey. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the God Complex they appear in. Oh. Uh, the Angels Take Manhattan. Uh, oh, yeah, they're is- in one of the rooms, one oh. of the hotel rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're not really in it, but no, they're, they're, they're. It's not there. like an episode about them. They're there, yeah. Yeah, but right. they're like, right, right, right. but they all freak out, and then they're like, ah! Ah! oh, 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 that's and, and then uh, they appear in Hellbent, and of course, guys, they appear in the episode of Class. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the eighth oh, and final episode, if I remember correctly. Okay, so so they are in. Um, all right, so it is. So after this, the next time they're in is Angels Take Manhattan. Um, the alien resurrection of uh, hmm. the angels episodes. We um, skip Alien Three, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, because that episode isn't like depressing. Yeah, and it's not a metaphor for like the AIDS epidemic, right? Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> well, well, here we go. This is Alien, and then Flesh and Stone can be Alien Three, and then Angel Sick Manhattan is oh. uh, the Alien Resurrection. That works. 
Yeah, because it ends with them uh, falling into uh, into their to their doom the way that mm-hmm. uh, Sigourney Weaver. I like it. Yeah. No, that checks out. Nick, good work. <laughs> Boom. Your work here is done, my friend. Cash the check. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So I'm, um, I don't know. I don't, uh, I, I just, I really like that this is a, it starts as a single angel on a ship and then it, it like escapes. Like, I love that in part one, it's really like, okay, that we have to find this one angel because they're It's an horrifying. angel. Yeah, it's yeah. horrifying. And also, I, I, you know, as as sort of a minor story that Blink is, not in like the pantheon of Doctor Who stories, it's like kind of a major one. Mm-hmm. But but in the in context the, of season three, in the, well, just in the context of the of the of the show, like the actual world of the show, it's a pretty right. like minor story because like the Doctor's barely even in it. Um, yeah. So it is it is interesting that like. <laughs> The, there's like this huge military operation to like go get this uh, get this weeping angel. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a it's kind of a big leap, but it's also you know sort of a, that that um, you know he's trying to pull on those aliens threads and yeah. make a James Cameron movie, um, which fair. Uh, but I I do I love that this starts as like one angel on the loose and they have to find him in this, in this like sort of uh pantheon place where, uh, where, you know, there's all these uh, statues and stuff everywhere. So you're just like, Oh, you know, yeah. any of these, any of these statues could be the angel. We don't know where the angel is. It's like, it's like, it's like fitting into like in between all these statues. And then that revelation when they're like, wait, the people on this planet have two heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh Whew. no. Uh, that was good. It's cool. That, like, the angel had, like, an ulterior motive of, like, kind of going home. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I'm going to crash this ship and save all my buddies. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I think it's a I, – I like that, but you never – because the angels don't have characters, you know? Uh-huh. And, and so, like, I just – I think it's interesting that you have to um, sort of uh, extrapolate what the weeping angels are doing and wanting because they don't, you don't, you know, they don't move around. They don't have character. They're just statues. Yeah. This, this episode, uh, when we, I was trying to figure out what the heck was going on with the angels, it was really confusing to me just because I was like, okay, what exactly are they doing and what do they want? I was like, okay, so they want their bodies. Cause I was like, they're hungry. And I was like, we know, <laughs> but they're feeding on the ship. So like, why? I know they just don't like the people, but like, if they're already eating, why do they need them? I was like, so are they just bad? And I was trying to wrap my head around that because the way they're described in blank is just that they're, you know, malicious little beasties. And I love, I loved that. And this time mm-hmm. it became such a big thing about them trying to like save each other and crashing a ship so they could save each other. And then I was like, were they on the ship? They weren't on the ship. They were there. Unless they, did they get there? Because no, the ship was there to feed. Th- and I had to watch this one a couple times. To be like, oh, right. And then I had a friend who watched it with me the second time and explained everything. So I understood it more. <laughs> but man, I was like, what do these angels want? And then the part with the the pausing the video. Yeah. I couldn't wrap my mind around what happened there either. I was like, wait, so she just pauses it and it's not in her eye anymore, even though she was it was there and she can remember it. So technically she can still see it in her eye. She's pausing it on the little the break that's enough 
I was like, it should still be there. And it was still there. <laughs> I had a lot yeah. of thoughts when I was watching this every, like every time. I, I, I like that this, sto- this episode, um, I mean, you know, the angels are really mysterious and this episode starts answering questions about them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also like posing, posing more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like that, even though that that then becomes like later because, you know, they have their like their own hotel. Um, <laughs> in, hotel in for angels. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So that Welcome that's where that's where things hotel. start going a little off the rails. But um, yeah. It's a, it's a, when, they're, when they're waiting for the Dr. Rory and Amy with like hats and canes at the top, <laughs> the bottom of the hotel. Uh, yeah. And no one's looking at the Statue of Liberty. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like everyone's looking at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. I still get excited to look for it. I've lived in New York City for eight years now. And when I know I'm near the Statue of Liberty, I'm like, where is it? Can I see it? Is it there? And I work right next to it. And I look for it every day on my way to work. So there's no way. And especially with all the the boats going by and everything. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I do. I like that it 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 answers some questions and poses some others, uh, even if that technique doesn't always work. For Moffat in the future, <laughs> sure, um, but it works here. I think uh, so. I yeah, know. it was fun. I mean, it's 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 really interesting going back and watching these episodes again, like with context. Like, I don't know, like, like or, or, or even just like the context of real life. Like watching this now, knowing that both Matt Smith and Karen Gillan, like, oh, he's in the Crown now. Oh, she's in like Guardians and all these other things. So, like, they're not just. That- Oh my God, Karen Gillan is just a it's just a sm- just a small precious little child in this. I know. Episode. Yeah, she's so like I was so yeah she was so young and like kind of bratty in this and pouty. Yeah, and, like, a, she always pouty. And pouty. Yeah, like her arms were crossed. She was like a teenage daughter on like a vacation. <laughs> I loved her by the end, but the first season I was like, oh my gosh, because she was so like. Every other thing I'm was bored. a little pout yeah. or a little – or like looking out under her eyelashes and being all cutesy-cute and not having her own ideas, really. She was just like – well, she was like – she thought she wanted to go do stuff, but it was very flirty. And I was really mm-hmm. happy when she started settling into who she was because she's one of, she was one of my favorite companions by the end. Not my most favorite, hashtag mm-hmm. Donna, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember watching, especially uh, Time of Angels, and thinking like, "Oh, I I think this is how Scott feels about Series Two Rose." Oh, interesting. Just like I don't like this person. I don't think. But then, yeah, like <laughs> Chris about this is right. Like, I think I think the show, the story, challenges Amy enough, genuinely, uh-huh. and she overcomes those challenges in such like a cool. And, and that by the end of this story, I'm always like, okay, cool. And then you know, the ending is is super weird with the uh, the. The, the kissing and whatnot mm. and yeah it's yeah. it's 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 kind of the part of this era of the show that's aged the least uh-huh. well uh and yeah and it, it, it again like now that it's like oh that's karen gillen and like that's matt smith it, it just it, it's arguably more awkward now than it was in 2000 that's <laughs> <laughs> true yeah it's it is so weird especially because they were like hanging out for a little bit and she also yeah. really <laughs> 
likes Rory, mm-hmm. you know, or loves him, I guess is probably a nicer way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels very written. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is what's supposed it does. to happen. This is what girls I, do when they I feel like Karen away. Gillan's do, doing her best to make it work. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. And, of like, course. Figure out, figure out, like, who this – what kind of horrible person would do this. It's, yeah, yeah. And, of course, like, like yeah. Sorry. It's funny, though, because I remember watching this when it was airing and being like, why would she just run away the night before her wedding? And then I had to plan my mm. own wedding, and now I completely understand. <laughs> so <laughs> – so watching it now, I'm like, okay, yeah, I feel that. Like, <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah, but not running away to go make out with an no, alien. No, I mean, he is very yeah. attractive, but like, I would hope that I would do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just such a weird, and it, it it really doesn't amount to much going into the rest of the season. Um, I, I think really quickly the show kind of. Figures out like, oh, cool. Yeah, Doctor goes here, Rory goes here, mm-hmm. and he goes here. And we'll milk this for three more years. Yeah. Because I, I remember when Amy's Choice came out, and then that was like the, okay, yeah, this is where this character is at emotionally. And then mm-hmm. we'll go from there. But these first couple episodes are like everything's in limbo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, we, you know, it's funny. We were just talking about in in uh, last week in school reunion. Um, we were talking about how Rose reacts when the doctor offers Mickey a spot on the TARDIS, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's all just like kind of pouty or whatever. And that's that's sort of what her reaction is going to be to uh, Rory, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. being on the TARDIS for like in the beginning of this. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, it's. It's interesting how that doesn't bother me as much as the Rose one did. <laughs> um, and I don't I don't know I don't know why uh that's that's the case, but um I'm not sure yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is about this that doesn't bother me as much as yeah. maybe it's subconscious. Maybe in like kindergarten, like a girl that looks like <laughs> Oi Corelli. <laughs> I was thinking a lot oh. about school reunion when I was watching this too, because we we have like the right the, yeah. the whole River the, Song Amy Pond thing mm-hmm. going on. Two of the doctors' yeah. women yeah, interacting yeah. with each other. Um, mm-hmm. But this is way more, which is surprising because usually it well Moffat. But I sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. Yeah. yeah, I I I don't know. I like how cool and like interested Amy is. As- yeah, like she really quickly kind of – there's this really cool scene on the beach where – again, like 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 a teenage daughter, she sort of walks ahead of the doctor and starts trailing River instead of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, I think you might be the cooler grown-up. Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> she's yeah, like shipping them. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I do have a – I do I, – okay. All right. Number one, before we get off this Karen Gillan train, I is Karen Gillan – the most successful companion Doctor Who has ever had? You know, maybe, you know, I, I, I mean, I definitely can't think of another, certainly in the modern era, Doctor Who, who's about to be in like two big, on the yeah. poster of like two big like franchise movies, mm-hmm. you right. know? But I, I'm to be honest, like I'm I'm impressed with both of them. I mean, I remember watching this episode 
and you know this era of the show and being like god i love both of these people so much and now i don't even think amy pond is karen gillen's like best character anymore no or like, oh, no no um i like her more than the character as an actress now which is i didn't know that until watching this story this time yeah um but yeah, it's cool. It, it it it's it's a it's not unexpected, but it's like a cool little like oh, yeah. Yeah. She's in Jumanji. <laughs> She's in Jumanji. Oh man, I'm excited. It looks fun. It looks I'm like excited to see it, even though Jumanji is supposed to be one of the scariest movies ever created, and they're making it uh, really funny. These poor kids today <laughs> don't actually know that Jumanji is supposed to be terrifying, right? Yeah. They will I never learn. I literally couldn't. <laughs> I literally didn't leave my couch because of the spider part. I couldn't. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that movie. God, it's so it's it such a time. good movie. And I wish that they named Jumanji, not Jumanji. <laughs> I wish they just gave that movie a different name because it looks like mm-hmm. it's going to be really funny. But that's not what Jumanji is. Jumanji's scary. You get sucked <laughs> into a video game till you're old. And then you come out and you only know how to wipe with banana leaves. Ugh. I have thoughts on Jumanji. I mean, that's—I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Jumanji's what is pretty what, funny. Well, well Juma- yeah, Jumanji's Jumanji's on like the—I get well, Jumanji's on like the same level as Jurassic Park. I guess yeah. probably. It, right? it, the, the cool thing about Jumanji is it—it it could get really funny and it could get really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of in the same way that like it—I never thought I would compare these two movies, but like. It was so much fun to watch that it almost made it less scary. Um, I don't yeah, know, and then that might sound kind of weird, but but Jumanji, I do remember as a kid, the scary stuff registering. The funny stuff was almost like a relief, like oh thank God, like yeah. Robin Williams is doing something kind of goofy. <laughs> so does does River know who Amy is in this? I don't think Moffat knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair play, fair play. Oh my gosh, that was a better response than I could even half yeah. think of. It's true. I don't think he knew either. It's it's like it's like when you watch Gossip Girl now. It's you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. He was it not makes, Gossip Girl. He just yeah. Wasn't. It makes the person who is Gossip Girl look like a a, a, a full on like sociopath. Yes. Yeah, so well, but that's that's the big reveal, isn't it? Is that he was like a sociopath the whole <laughs> time? time. I mean, no, I'm messed up, guys. I'm sorry. I should have told you that earlier. Oh my God. Yeah, I am. I, dis- I am. I am so damaged. <laughs> I dissociate a lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, I sign off with like XOXO, uh, and I call myself Gossip Girl. I'm. A man. I surprise my. I surprise myself. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what Gossip Girl posted. <laughs> How did how did you how did you know we got coffee? How did she know we went when we got coffee? <laughs> <laughs> so oh so anyway, uh, Amy's gossip girl. Um, yeah, Amy's gossip girl. And uh, uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know. Like I was watching this, like trying to figure it out, and I was like, no, I mean, yeah. River should know that Amy is her mom, and she just like this cool is like she just this chill about about it or well she's so she's so kind of not 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 in a not in a disrespectful way or a mean way but she is a little dismissive of amy in the first scenes of this episode Mm -hmm. yeah like she's she's like oh it's another one of these guys okay whatever and then 
by the end of Time of Angel, she's like, oh, no, this is a person worth. But she definitely doesn't pay any kind of particular attention to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Moffat loves little, like, what am I hinting at? Like, he wouldn't do that. Like, he wouldn't do that every 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. And I, she's she cares for her. Like, she's, I, uh, yeah. I think River's really patient with her, too, because when, uh, when Amy's trying to figure out if it was a, if there was two recordings on the video, and she yells to River, and River just answers right away she's not upset about it she's not annoyed because even the way amy asks i would be like oh my god little girl leave me alone we're doing adult <laughs> things here but the way she's just matter of fact and she's the first one to run over there with the doctor and try to get her out and talks the most sense about that and it's i think there's a caring towards her too and a caring on a different level too of oh you're gonna fall in love with the doctor too and that's gonna mm-hmm. suck yeah I mean, I guess if if they if if Moffat knew, and he didn't, because if he did know, he would have set up something in Eleventh Hour where, uh, what's her face was there or something. Um, the uh, yeah, the lady uh-huh. Rivers Madam, Madam. Rivers Rivers previous regeneration. Um, oh, her. Oh, yeah, was, um, yeah. Oh my Melanie? god, Mel- Melanie. Mel, Mel, yeah. right? Mel's, 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 Mel's. Mel's. Yeah. that's what it Mel's. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel's Mel's would be like in that town or whatever mm-hmm. because uh, they were like it was like the three they were like a trio, um, right? So, oh man, let's kill Hitler! Oops. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> what one. a what a trip that was. Yeah. We're gonna get there one day. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in the, I, I I I'm aware that there are episodes of this show where I know I'm very critical of of the Matt Smith Moffat combo era mm-hmm. and I, I gotta admit now that it's coming now that the next era is coming to an end i i really have been able to look at this era of the show as being unlike anything that's come before or after and kind of able to appreciate it even for its faults yeah it it has just sort of become a part of who canon now like <laughs> yeah I mean, i'm like, God, I'm like he, he did it <laughs> Yeah, like I'm, I'm staring at this, uh, this screen of um, my Amazon Prime where I watch <laughs> these episodes, and uh, I'm just like looking Plug. at this image of um, the three of them sitting on the bench on uh, in uh, Amy's Choice, and I'm just like looking at that, and I was like, I was like, I, I was looking at that, and I'm just thinking, oh, that's the Moffat era, and I was like, oh, right, <laughs> that's like a thing, yeah. yeah, like there's a Moffat like, era, that's crazy, and Amy. And Amy's outfit. I mean, I literally remember like friends cosplaying as Amy in this costume. Yeah. 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 It has a very specific look, the way that the Russell T. Davies era had a look and the way that uh, you know, the the uh uh oh my god, why am I forgetting his name? Um John Ethan Turner's era has like kind of a look right. and uh it just it it it's so interesting how these these showrunners have really just sort of put a stamp. And I really do – you know, when you're in it, it feels like they go on forever. But I do like that these showrunner eras are like, you know, four to ten years. <laughs> uh, like I kind of I, – I really kind of do because, it, you know, when you look back at the history of the show and you're like, oh, yeah, that was the that was the – John Ethan Turner, you know, 
period. And yeah, you know. well, you know, it, it, it's difficult to this. This feels so ap- so unlike everything going on with like our brains now in 2017. But some things take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> for a writer to have four or five years to like kind of make a little saga, right? Which yeah, it 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 it's it's worth it. You know, like as, I don't uh, yeah. I don't like. I don't like the one Douglas Adams era season right. of Doctor Who. Yeah, me neither. But mm-hmm. but if he had been on longer, I I would have been curious to see like what would a regeneration story written by Douglas Adams be like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Oh my what god. Would, yeah, like just just philosophically, what would that yeah, be? Yeah. Like? What would a doctor that he created look like? Um, and we never, we're never going to get the chance cause he was only on the show for a year. Right. Uh, and, and it wasn't a particularly great year cause he had a lot of problems <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, I, it's just, it's interesting. Like looking back at all of these eras and now like the Moffat era is one of those eras. Like it's, it's going to be over, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in, in like, mm-hmm. uh, what is that? Seven, seven, 17 days oh or something God. like that. Yeah. Wow. And, and now we're also excited for the, the Jody Whittaker, Chris Chibnall era. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I haven't watched any Capaldi and I already can't <gasps> wait to watch after him. Oh my God. Capaldi's so good. Yeah. Crystal, you're when, when you have time and you're like in a doctor who mood, Oh man, the Capaldi era. It's good That's stuff. Oh. He's like, he's like a grandpa. It'll be a, it'll be a fun binge. I, I see. The thing is, is that I get so worried about it because of how I felt. Like I said earlier in this episode, how I felt about Matt Smith coming and I don't have enough yeah. energy to hate anyone, and I I feel like I'm going to, but I'm glad that you guys say I won't. Yeah, no, no, no. I, he does. I mean, he definitely there. There will be. He stuff gets that, better. Yeah, he definitely gets better as he goes along. Yeah. Um, he but but there's still always stuff like from his first episode. There's stuff to like about him good. right away. Oh, good. Um, and yeah, then I gotta. It just keeps getting better. Yeah, it's just so. In retrospect, it's 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 brave how decidedly unlike 10 or 11 he is from the get-go yeah that's it's like good, look, i'm not though. gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do any of that any of that the, the 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 scene at the end of flesh and stone would never even get written with 12 right he would literally just stop her and be like what are you doing <laughs> like just <laughs> it just wouldn't wouldn't even happen um but uh, so so getting back to the to the story at hand, one thing that I do want to point out is like, okay, so when I'm watching a two part of something, mm-hmm. there is nothing in the world that I love more than a fist pump cliffhanger. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, like like tragic yeah. cliffhangers are 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 great and all. I love Empire Strikes Back, but there's something about a fist pump cliffhanger. Where you just like the episode ends and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you just, oh god, it's so good. Man. Do the you remember? Is so good in this. Do you remember that image of the doctor holding up a gun yes. when it was in like the the promo and people were freaking mm-hmm. out? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Because I remember like I that it. monologue he does at the end of the first part was in all of the promotional material leading up to it. And it's still mm, yeah. so good. Like even though I know it word for word, it's still so good. And it's so it's it's yeah. so indicative of what Matt Smith's doctor is. Like even from like the get go and what he grew yeah. into. Right. Uh, and it's and it's foreshadowing. Yeah. The Pandora. Right. 
Yeah. I yeah. love like, that. On, <gasps> on top of everything else, like it's just an awesome badass doctor moment. Yeah. No, and then yeah, on top of is... all of that, it's also a for a foreshadowing of of the season finale. This oh. is an outstanding series of the show. Yeah. This is my it favorite really is. Matt Smith season, for sure. Oh yeah. After yeah. I and, got and, over and, him not being the tenth, <laughs> I too I think, thought I think, it was great. I think my favorite my favorite era is the first half of season six, because that was like that was like peak Doctor oh, Who. Oh yeah, fandom that was crazy. Yeah. That was yeah. when they got the numbers back. Yeah. Right. That was that was just like I, I like I was obsessing with this show at a level that I had never obsessed with any show mm-hmm. ever. Um so that's my favorite era, but yeah, this is definitely the best like full season, without a doubt. Um of the Moffat era. But uh uh anyway. It's good. Yeah. It's a good story. The the yeah. second half, um, I think we haven't really talked a lot about, but uh <laughs> well uh, you know, gravity tricks. That's fun. Um, <laughs> it really doesn't stand on its own very well. I really do view this as like the yeah. rest of Time of Angels. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Um, the doctor from the finale popping up. <laughs> yeah. From the, from the big, the doctor from the Big Bang. Do you remember uh, the internet like going about... crazy before we knew that that was like confirmed and everyone was like, look, he's wearing the different suspenders. And like, there was this whole like crazy conspiracy thing happening. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I remember that. That was, that was the best. <laughs> I love conspiracy <laughs> theories and people are like, Oh, Oh, oh no, it, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was, uh, that was, yeah, no, that was, that was really good. And it's, it's interesting because I mean, I assume that Moffat had already written, uh had already written uh uh Pandorica opens in uh Big Bang if like when he like I I I, well, I, check I can't the imagine I can't imagine that he wrote that that little scene just like w- just sort of like vaguely knowing <laughs> mm-hmm. what the finale was going to be that yeah. would be It always makes me wonder weird. when someone mentions something specific in what they wrote if they did just write it and at the end they were like all right, what can we draw from now? And they go and rewatch what they wrote, and they were like, "Ah, yes, this tiny little thing I didn't even realize I wrote." And then they write something off of that. I could see that happening uh-huh. with this. He was like, "I ran out of ideas. Quick, let me go back and see if I said something <laughs> <Yeah>. odd." <laughs> Thanks, Past Moffat. You're welcome. For your <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like that he answers himself. Um, <laughs> like through through time. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, uh, so you know what I do like about this second half? And I mean, I, the, the second half is fine. I, I like all the stuff with Amy counting and having to keep her eyes shut mm-hmm. and all that. Um, that's pretty good. But the thing that I like, I, I really like about this episode is that the angels are the threat, but then the crack shows up and it's a bigger threat. Right. Like, to the point crack where crack is a bigger threat. To, to to the point where the where the the angels aren't they're they're like they're like 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 Cass said they're not really scary in Russian right. Stone, yeah. and mm-hmm. it, and it's because like the things that are scary that are like actually creepy are the things like the soldiers for like disappear being erased from existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It mm-hmm. like that 
conversation that she has with that soldier where she's oh, like, what about so all great. these people? Yeah. And he's just like, Don't, what? It's always just been you and me. And she's like, no, what? No, it hasn't. <laughs> like, he, he's that's so really good, good at that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, Moffat is just the master at letting the, letting the audience know when something is wrong. Yeah. And doing uh-huh. it through showing it and not talking about it through exposition yeah. mm-hmm. we don't need to see them go into the light and be like oh did uh were they forgotten uh just the dialogue yeah. is it, it they're able to show it through that which is perfect you know what he, he always he always puts you with the person like he always like whether it's sally sparrow or amy it's always like from the pov of the person being affected so you can feel their fear right. of, of amy being like oh my god this person truly doesn't remember any of them Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. So I do. I like that. I like that the crack becomes the bigger threat. And then the angels are just like, hey, save us from the crack. Like, <laughs> like I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, just, I, I just think that's uh, I just think that's, I don't know, an interesting way to play this part, too. Um, but I could see why uh, past cast would feel that this was all very deus ex machina. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's so interesting. The angels have such an indifferent relationship to the doctor compared to like the Cybermen or the Daleks. Yeah. yeah. You kind of get the feeling they don't like, you know, the Daleks and the and the Cybermen like kind of the doctor is like their Satan. <laughs> like, they, right. they, <laughs> like he's like their their antichrist, their 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 doom bringer. But like you get the you don't really get a lot of emotion with the mm-hmm. angels. They're just kind of they're an infestation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you get no emotions with the angels. They're statues. <laughs> yeah, they look angry. <laughs> they do look very angry. Well, they do laugh. Or sad. They do laugh in like an evil, yeah. sadistic kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. If the Daleks could laugh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, God. It'd be unsettling. Well, that one, that one, uh, that one crazy Dalek in, uh, in oh, that's uh, right. the season four finale is. Oh, right. Yeah. Journey. Journey's ah. End? What is that? What, no. What is that episode called? Parting of the Ways? No, that's no. End no. Of season four. Season four. Yeah, Journey's End. Oh, yeah, oh Journey's it is Journey's End. End. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, the wacky ah. Dalek. Is it Dalek Sec or Dalek Con? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember I don't which remember. Dalek. It's been too long since I watched that. <laughs> Listeners, let us know which Dalek. Who was the goofy Dalek? Yeah, somebody will, somebody will say. Um... Anyway, is that all we got? I'm good if you guys are good. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know so much. It's just, I've been like (laughs) sitting here just like looking at my microphone, listening to you guys. (laughs) Like, this is great. Oh, I I did want to, I did want to like shout out to Murray Gold again because like the music, like, oh man. There's something about the music for this season of Matt Smith too, where it's just like knocked out of the park. Oh, yeah. It, his, doc- like, his doctor theme is just incredible. Oh, it's so good. Um, but I forgot to mention this last week. Uh, last week I talked about the news with the uh, the cameras that they're using mm-hmm. for, um, for next season. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, tell Crystal Beth. Yeah. Being, yeah, yeah. So, like, the new season is going to be shot on, like, cinema cameras. Um, oh, wow. Awesome. Because they want, they want every episode to look like you could play it on the big screen and it would just look like a movie. Um so, uh, but That's the other awesome. thing that I found out 
that was also announced at the same time. Uh, the next Doctor Who story that we're covering, uh, the uh, what is it? Twice Upon a Time. Yeah. Uh, Twice Upon a Time will be Murray Gold's final <gasps> Doctor Who oh story. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, wow. he's been on it since 2005. Oh my god. That's crazy. They yeah. really should like make some kind of montage of his work, like like a like a, a soundtrack. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know. Just, or, 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 I, I mean, like I'm sorry. Like at, at the end of the episode, you know, it'd be really cool to see. To, oh yeah, see yeah. And hear like a like a medley of like tens theme and elevens yep. theme, Clara's theme. Oh yeah. I don't even know what. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions now. Because he's been like the one constant, and now everything is thrown into flux, and I'm questioning all of my existence. <laughs> get like Junkie XL. Like, what is it? Th- what is it going to sound? Junkie XL. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh. That would go. Oh my God. Just the theme would be great. <laughs> what? Oh, oh but also, this, this theme Hot has summer. no chill. <laughs> this theme is like THX level. Oh like, yeah, totally. Not subtle. Man, yeah. what is that going to say? I love this theme. I think this might be my favorite Doctor Who theme. Oh, that's that is tough. Oh, is it, it was so hard. I, I don't like change. <laughs> I don't like it. And when it they changed it, I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't like this. I, I can't. I physically can't. But watching this with for you guys, because I obviously wanted to rewatch it to make sure I was you know caught up with everything. I, I was like drumming with my hands to it. And I was like, oh, I think yeah. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to get out of my head and stop, you know. Just I just want everything to be the same. <laughs> Creature of habit and patterns. And when it's changed, it confuses me. But it is very Well, good. there's a, I think there's enough of 12 to where you kind of get that comfort by the middle of it. Yeah. So boy, you be. I I remember we were we were all really surprised at how emotional the idea of of saying goodbye to twelve became mm-hmm. as it got closer yeah. or as it's getting closer. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's our next the next episode we're going to cover is the end of twelve and Murray Gold. That's so crazy. Wow. I'm going to cry. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> like, and just Moffitt, think about right? like. Like those, yeah, and Moffat, yeah, yeah well, sure, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll um, see how I feel about that after we watch the episode. <laughs> I like how like Nick's like trying to be all like respectful and be like, "Come on, you guys, do a Doctor Who podcast." Jesus, get your get, get it together. Not Murray. <laughs> um, oh, it's but, like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer is trying to like light a Marge. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in the hospital. Lenny's uh, Lenny's sick." And Mort's like, "Not Lenny, not Lenny." <laughs> <laughs> like she's never mentioned her before. Um, I but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about uh, like watching Capaldi regenerate and Murray Gold's score playing oh over that God. moment, mm-hmm. and, and then just knowing the that we're never. Uh. We're never gonna get them ever oh, again. Man. Um, yeah, and then so. transforming into Jodie Whittaker and whoever. Oh my God! Do you think like the? Do you think there'll be a little bit of like her theme? 
Have they announced a well, composer? Well, no, I don't, I don't. I don't think they have a new composer yet. Just they just, just don't have music in Stevens. the next episodes. Like the next yeah. season, there's just no music at all. Yeah, can you imagine like <laughs> her first moment, like underscored just by silence? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like it'd be weird. The opposite of twelve and eleven, where just like stuff's exploding. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it'd be, uh, I don't know. What What do you guys think? What could be like a cool way to score the new oh. season of Doctor Who? Because we've we've been in we've been in whimsical territory for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd be, I'd be hesitant to change that, but it would be kind of, it would be kind of cool to go like, uh, like almost like a, almost like a throwback kind of thing. Like, like like Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like a stranger things (laughs) sort of like like, electronic. uh, Yeah. 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 Like something with a, like something with a constant beat. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I just got really into the idea now that you said that about quiet cast, like, I'm, I'm to- I, I just love the idea of, of 13 or 12 regenerating into 13, like in a meadow. Oh my gosh. Or like somewhere, yeah. somewhere in, somewhere in nature. Yeah. Or in space like, where it's the most quiet. Yeah, the most <laughs> quiet. Like that's her, that image of her when she's walking over that mm-hmm. hill is actually her like, you know. Or like the regeneration thing. instead of it being this like epic crazy thing where they're spread out and they're going through, you know, cellular regeneration. It's like just a slow fade into the next person where they're like, oh, no, I think I got the hang of it now. (laughs) Just relax and let it happen. Yeah, like the way a monk dies. It's just going to (laughs) be like uh, Tennant's regeneration where he was alone was so specific to him and his journey that I... I just wonder, like, is Capaldi going to be alone when he regenerates? I mean, oh, like, right. it's sort of, it, 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 it's like, he, he must, like, yeah, that's got to <laughs> yeah. be what it is because, like, Pearl Mackey, like, he's not getting, there's no continuation of a companion or anything. So it seems like Moffat is setting up the baton, you know, exchange. Right. Uh, you know, to be a, a a fresh everything. But are there any rules to him regenerating in the company of 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 one of the first Doctor? Hmm. Well, he could, but I I mean, the first Doctor has to go regenerate himself. Right. Um. Yeah. Because that's what the whole story is about. Is like they're both refusing to uh, regenerate. Mm-hmm. Um. And they have to like accept death. Be a lady. Uh, do it. Be, do it, but be a lady. <laughs> oh, it's funny every time. <laughs> All right, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, uh, I, I'm excited to watch it, but I am, uh, I am embarrassed for fu- my future self, uh, who is going to be just like weeping like oh, a small man. child at my. At my at at my girlfriend's brother's house in <laughs> Wisconsin, watching Doctor Who. Just wait till they're asleep. Do what I do. Oh my god! Yeah, but I don't watch things on my laptop like you do. Oh, I always watch the Christmas special on TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a they have a home theater in the basement that I'm. I'm gonna, oh, the basement. That's oh, that's I'm take the over. basement. I want one of those. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, any thanks for coming over, Christopher. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh! Thanks. Thank you for having me. 
This was awesome. Uh, you should uh, you should watch twelve. I know. Honestly, like that's enough of a reason for us to like go over them again. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I should do it to go over them um, with Crystal. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. you go over them with me, like right after I see them, because I I would have so many things to say. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I will be texting you guys <laughs> like while I'm watching. It. I'll be like, "Yo, what? This is crazy." <laughs> But uh, yeah, Clara gets like so much. Cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank God. Yeah, she does. Oh, because I have. Oh my gosh, that was one of the reasons I stopped watching bef- the season right before Capaldi. No, yeah, because I was yeah. like, it's like when you oh. hang out with someone with a different friend group, and you suddenly are like, oh wait, I think I actually like this person. It's not like who you were like in that mm-hmm. group. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. because I yeah. the whole time I'm watching the show, and I was like, this isn't your show. This isn't about you because everything was about her. I was like, this is about the doctor. And you are just a, you're a side piece. <laughs> then, like, okay, so I'm glad that she's going to be a uh, oh more interesting. Yeah, she's like a real person yeah, instead of like in a plot Capaldi device. Era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. And she was he doesn't so ever sweet, refer to her as the so impossible cute. girl again. Oh, they stopped that. Yeah, they stopped. Yeah, that. it's like the doctor's like, so what are you about? Just like as a person, like absent of me, and Claire's like, oh, oh, uh, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Teachers are great. <laughs> yeah, they they start to like interact on that level more. Yeah. Oh, so I guess as it's the doctor's to, fault he gets a get job like at the school that she works at. Uh, <laughs> it's not like oh, it's not like Eleven staring at her from like what are you? <laughs> uh, you're a puzzle, and I gotta fix you. <laughs> you're impossible. You're impossible. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Kaz is like, I have to rewatch all that crap again. Don't that, I? I mean, that's also the reason why I stopped. So <laughs> I'm not looking right. forward to it. Yeah. It's like it's, seven episodes. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. There's not a lot of it. It just feels it, like yeah, it's Yeah, it feels two like years. a millennium. I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause, because the reason is that she's introduced an episode, then she's gone for like half a season. Then she's in the Christmas special. Then there was a year. Oh, true. And, and then the other half season started. But, like, the reality is she's only in, like, eight episodes with Matt Smith. Like, it's yeah. not a lot. <laughs> I remember watching Balls of St. John and being like, I don't – this doesn't even make sense, but I want my money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, well. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, next time we talk about the Eleventh Doctor, it'll be um, the Vampires of Venice. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! I love that so, one. Such a good one. So pumped. Uh, With fun. Arthur, Arthur Darvel. Yes, Captain of the Wave Rider. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um. All right. Well, uh, Crystal, plug your stuff. Plug my stuff. Well, if you want to follow me online on social media, I am the Crystal Beth on everything. And that's also my email if you want to email me. I don't I don't know why you would want to. But if you did, you were like, hey, I want to send an email. The Crystal Beth at Gmail. <laughs> and if you want to listen to any of my podcasts, you can do that on iTunes. You can look for The Fifth Element It, which is my Movies by Minutes podcast, and Unlimited Lives Radio, which is a video game podcast hosted by a bunch of comedians in New York City. And we have fun, and we stream live on Twitch every Thursday at 6 p.m. at twitch.tv slash Unlimited Lives Radio. And that's... You can Google my name. 
I don't know why you'd do that either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a fun it's a fun name. Yeah, it's like Crystal uh, Beth, but Beth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, Crystal. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Crystal. Endings are fun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>